Good morning, Sedona. It is Saturday, February 17th, 2024, and this is Sedona Life with Stephen Hanks, Red Rock Country's radio magazine, heard every Saturday at this time for the foreseeable future on KAZM 106.5 FM and 780 AM Mellow Mountain Radio. I'm your host, Stephen Hanks, and this week's Sedona Life is sponsored by the Sedona Referrals Club, my actual first show sponsor. Sedona Referrals Club is a terrific business networking group that meets every Wednesday morning from 7 to 8.30 a.m. at the Red Rock Cafe in the village of Oak Creek, right next to the famous Clark's Market. Later in the show, I'll be telling you a lot more about the Sedona Referrals Club and how your business can join up and generate more customers. So uh, my erstwhile producer behind the glass making sure that I don't screw up is Ryan Thompson, a man who I have learned wears more hats on this radio station than I have baseball caps in my <laughs> closet. And I've been playing the game for about 100 years. Ryan, how did your week go? Oh, it went great, man. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Did you do anything special for Valentine's Day? I probably shouldn't ask. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> I spent it with the radio station. It was a it was a great day. <laughs> well, you're in love with the radio. station. I am. So you're, you're dating the radio. Station. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how about this? We made it to week two of this new show, and I'm really excited about this one. But before we get to my very special guest in the studio today, it is time for Stephen's Sedona scene. This is the segment we'll do every week at the top of the show, announcing information on some very special events and meetings happening all over next week in Sedona and the Verde Valley. So here are just a few of the very f cool things happening from today until Friday, February 23rd. So Ryan, did you know that the Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday was this past February 13th? I did, only because I had to make a commercial for one oh. of our uh, clients for a Mardi Gras party. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but did you know that you can actually celebrate the Mardi Gras in Sedona still? No. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell me you more. <laughs> uh, tonight, starting at 5 p.m. at the Posse Grounds Hub next to the Jack Malgram Memorial Skate Park is featuring Celebrate Mardi Gras, an event sponsored by the Sedona U Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. I always have things in this show that if you said five times fast, I would totally get lost. Uh, this experience will include a cool Cajun jazz concert, a tasty New Orleans buffet, and a fun silent auction with winning bids going toward funding community-enhancing activities of the fellowship, including programs to alleviate food insecurity, homelessness, and social justice service. I would say those are pretty uh, valuable causes. Absolutely. Uh, tickets are $40 in advance and $45 at the door. For more information, call 928-282-1541. That's 928-282-1541. To celebrate Black History Month, all this month, the Sedona Arts Center, in partnership with the ASU Center for the Study of Race and Democracy, is presenting the program Vision and Sound, an African-American experience which is an immersive program featuring the works of African-American artists and advocates. The Sedona Art Center in Uptown Sedona is at 15 Art Barn Road and is open Monday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Sunday 
12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and I mentioned this last week. I want to do it again because it's one of those say five times fast things. Patrick, it's crazy. The 29th annual Red Rock Quilters Quilt Show through March 2nd at the Sedona Public Library wow. in Sedona. That is a tongue twister. That's yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, it's over in March 2nd, so I don't have to say it after that. <laughs> and of course, there are always terrific film programs happening at the Sedona International Film Festival on Route 89A. This week, from tonight through Thursday, February 22nd, at the Mary D. Fisher and Alice Gill Sheldon Theaters, you can catch 2024 Oscar-nominated live-action shorts, animated shorts, and documentary shorts. But it's still probably a bit too chilly to actually wear shorts. For a complete schedule and tickets, go to SedonaFilmFestival.org. And speaking of the Sedona International Film Festival, my special guest today on Sedona Life with Stephen Hanks is the festival's executive director, Patrick Swice, a man who has reverentially been referred to as the King of Sedona or the unofficial mayor of Sedona. I'm sure there's a lot of other things he's been called, but we won't mention it uh, during the show. This is probably the most important time of the year for my guest as he's the undisputed big macher of the film festival. That's my first use of Yiddish since I started I like the show. it, actually. Yeah. I'm honored. <laughs> Which is beginning on February 24th and running for nine days and is celebrating its 30th anniversary. Patrick, it's an absolute joy to have you on Sedona Life with Stephen Hanks. Thank you, Stephen. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be your, what, second, second guest? guest? You made it to week two. Congratulations. This and is great. Actually, technically, you're my first guest because I think Chuck Helstein would agree with me since he owns the radio oh, station. okay. All right, right. It kind of doesn't count. I'm even more honored to be your first. Right. There we go. Chuck, don't fire me now. Exactly. That, right? Exactly. Okay. So, I, I, you know, Patrick, Patrick and I have told this story um, a few times to people since I moved to Sedona in July of 2021, but I don't get tired of telling it. So, um, for, go for our... it. I, I never get tired of hearing it. So go <laughs> ahead. Absolutely. So as I said, I moved to Sedona at the end of July in 2021. And the last 10 years that I spent in New York, I spent my life in New York. I was very involved in the world of cabaret entertainment, the wacky, wonderful subculture of cabaret in New York. And so when I knew I was going to be moving to Sedona, I had this wild idea that perhaps I could get cabaret in in Sedona on some levels, kind of bring a lot of my New York friends here to perform, all that kind of stuff, you know. So, so I knew my first move was I had to go find out who the power players were in the entertainment scene here, find out where theaters were and what was going on, if there was any cabaret existing. So I talked to a couple of people and Patrick's name came up as, you know, since I said he's the mayor of Sedona, um, I went to see... Love that. I, 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 I forgot whether I called you or emailed. I, I Maybe just emailed. Yeah, I think it was just an email to start, just kind of an email yeah, introduction. Yeah, and, and as, I, as I've learned in almost three years that I know you now, which I can't believe, by the way. Unbelievable. Where does time go? I know. Um, it's crazy. 
Well, it's because we're our, our third year anniversary, Stephen. It's because of our Aww. age. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. <laughs> That's it goes, it goes a lot faster now. Exactly. So, um, so I emailed Patrick, and as I've learned now that I've known him, Patrick is great at re- responding to messages. Um, one of the things I love about you, because you. I'm, because I'm that way, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so he immediately responded to me. He said, "Sure, come over. We'll we'll have a chat." So I I come in to meet him, and I give him my whole background and tell him what I've done in cabaret and why I, that I want to do this. Um, I actually remember telling you in passing that I did my Don McLean. Yeah, tribute yeah, show in t- New York. Yeah, yeah, we covered a lot of topics that day. Yeah, yes, you're and, right. You mentioned that very quickly in passing that day. And 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 I didn't mention it because I wanted to pitch a show. Right. But you immediately said, "Oh, you should do that show here." And exactly. Like, oh my God! Now I've got to start work, working on my vocals. Yeah, again. no pressure. And I'm still waiting for that show. By the way. <laughs> by the way, my musical director Sean Harkness is going to be doing a show in Prescott at the end of March, and he's doing Cottonwood, um, Old Town Cottonwood. Oh, at the over end, at the Old Town Center for the Arts? Yes. Oh, nice. At the end of March, he's doing a night Well, there. see, it seems appropriate, then you should be doing your show I here, know. but we'll, we digress. I know, we, we, yeah, yeah. which will probably happen a few a times. A few times in the show. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, so we had that conversation, and then I came back a second time, and in between those two visits, Patrick's wheels were obviously turning, because when I came back the second time, he said, Stephen, you know, I think I have a job for you. And I said, well, you know, that's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting a gig here because I want to make a little money and right, you know, right. be busy. And he said, so, so we have this program for the film festival that we need somebody to sell advertising for. And, and I said, oh, let's take a look. And Patrick gets up out of his chair and goes to his file cabinet to get me a copy of the program. And while he's doing that, I immediately went into my snobbish New York publisher mode and was saying to myself, he is going to pull out some 16-page thing that they run off right, on, right. A, on a machine. And he comes back with this 170-whatever-page slick, glossy program and that has tons of advertising in it, in addition That's to right. all the information. And uh, he said, I would like you to sell, uh, sell ads for this, and you know, we'll discuss a commission. And I, my eyes bugged out, and I said, I, I think I could sell ads for this. Nice. And that's how it all started. It did. It did. And we just finished our third cycle since I've gotten We here. did. We did. And what Stephen's leaving out of the story, because he didn't know this uh, initially, is uh, in between the time he came to see, you came to see me, you know, we had some people that were helping us with ad sales. They were out of the area. It was getting cumbersome to have that, right. that relationship happen, unfortunately, for them and for us. And we were literally scratching our head going, who can we get to sell ads? Who can we get to sell ads? And like a light bulb went on over my head. I said, oh, my God, I've got a guy. Oh, I forgot everybody, the guy. I've, everybody I've... wants to have a guy. I'm like, I've got a guy. He just came to my office. We just had a meeting. He's been in the publishing business. I've got a guy. You know, so I'm became, so glad that I... became the phrase in the office. And so I, I Stephen came in and he's meeting everyone. I'm like, this is my guy. So I'm so glad I forgot the I'm got a guy thing because yeah, I could let you say it. Because exactly. I love when you do that. Yeah, it's really cool. So he's been my guy for three right. years. That. That doesn't sound weird at all. No. Speaking of pressure, now that I'm the guy, I, I have to continue ramping up the number of ads I get every yes, year. Yes, you do. No pressure. I won't be the guy anymore. That's right. Exactly right. <laughs> so, but I, I just love that story. And, and 
I got to tell everybody, look, most almost everybody in Sedona who's lived here for any amount of time knows Patrick. They see they see him make his announcements at before a lot of the film festival movies. Everybody knows what a great guy Patrick is and how amiable he is and how he's friends with everybody in town. I think you are. I mean, unless we don't talk about the ones I'm not. There's gossip I don't know about. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, So he's just amazing. And, and, uh, and, and I got to tell you, before we get into a lot of the specifics about what's going on at the festival, um, as somebody who's been in magazine publishing pretty much my whole adult life, um, and knows what it takes, especially working on small niche publications where I didn't have a big staff, and so I had to wear a lot of hats, right, right. like Ryan does. Exactly. Um, I I continue to be amazed at, at how many projects that you juggle simultaneously, especially when it's program season. I mean, Thank you. I, I, I I'm just yeah. uh, it's, it's it's crazy. Crim- they always say when you want something done, give it to a busy person. Right. And and you and I are a lot alike. A lot alike yeah. in that we're getting. Yeah. You know, we're busy people, but we get things done. Right. And there are a lot of things. You know, we're a small nonprofit, right. so I'm uh, the program is a passion project for me. It's love for me. I worked you know in the publishing industry for yearbook publishing, and then of course twelve years with my family here in the Red Rock News, who owns the Red Rock News. Right. So I got a lot of training there. Um, so it works out really well, and it gives me more control over it when I can do it myself rather than having to give the information to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it does kind of – and I've got an amazing, amazing team behind me, you do. present company you do. included here, Thank Stephen. You. Uh, you sell a lot of ads and make our book look so good. Our program looks so good. Um, but my, my team is wonderful, and they've been with me a long, long time. And so, you know, Lori, our box office, our services manager, Reba, our operations manager, mm-hmm. Bob, our business manager, our tech team is phenomenal, uh, led by Brian Reinhardt. You know, all of them make it easier for me to do what I do because I never have to worry about the things in those different areas. So yeah. it's really nice. So as long as you went on that track, why don't we stick with it? Uh, sure. We'll change the, change the order a little bit of what we were going to talk about. And and just elaborate a little bit more about how you how this started for you, how the whole festival evolved, started oh, and evolved. I mean, you've told the story in in uh, in meetings at the festival when you've had potential donors in. Oh, absolutely, I mean, yeah, right, yeah, oh, absolutely. It's so. it's it's a it's it's a long story that I'll make as short as I possibly can. Uh, the, the film festival itself, of course, as you stated, is we're celebrating our 30th year anniversary, which is really exciting. It's my 20th year with the festival. So okay. I came on in year 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we started in the mid-90s. In 1995 was the first uh, film festival. And we were a product of the cultural park. You right. know, there's there's a drive now, of course, to bring the cultural park back. So I know right. it's in the news. So people are now, even if you weren't here at that time, you kind of are relating to the amphitheater and, and that. We were the off-season as they were trying to raise money to build a cultural park, mm. to build awareness. So uh, the film festival started out back then as a two-and-a-half-day festival. It, was part, it started late on a Friday, and it went late Friday night, Saturday night, or Saturday all day and Sunday all day, so a two-and-a-half-day festival. Was it totally separate from actual showing of films at a theater? or the, it, Well, yeah. It, it, actu- it, it actually was an entity? Yeah, and, and in fact, when it started... Uh, it was, there was one theater in town, the Flicker Shack. Any of you locals who are listening, who have been here a long time know that that used to be the nostalgic old theater, the musty old theater, Mac child owned it. And, um, it was where, man, it, it was, it was a single screen old 
theater that was beautiful. And it was the place where all Sedonans went. It was, I think, dollar or $2 movie night on Tuesdays. So that was always packed. That sounds like a film in itself. It is. It really right, is. Yeah. It was so it's over where um, Whole Foods is, of course. It's okay. on the end of that building. So um, so it's, of course, been torn down long ago. But then um, then a little theater called Sinodona uh, was – well, actually, our first festival was only at the Flicker Shack. And then they built a makeshift theater in Poco Diablo Resort and the Sedona Arts Center. Oh, wow. So there were three locations because there wasn't a Megaplex. Harkins wasn't here yet. Right. And then uh, within a couple years, Sinodona opened, which is where Famous Pizza is here on the corner in West Sedona. Um, and that was a two-plex theater. So they expanded to the two-plex and Flicker Shack. And then Harkins came in, and then we started. they started using the theaters at Harkins. So fast forward then to 2000, the film at the year 2000, mm -hmm. the Cultural Park opened. And it was amazing for three seasons. It was mind-blowing, the acts that went through there. It was fantastic, absolutely mm -hmm. wonderful. And then in the off-season, uh, the film festival would happen. And, and how would they show films at the at the Amber? They didn't. Screen? They didn't. We still we did it all at at the locations. Oh, I see. Because again, okay. we were the off-season thing that was happening. Got it, it was when it was too cold to perform. Outside, That's how we right. got our February dates. Got it. You know, oh, it was, okay. It was. It was. Um, it was the cultural park was active, kind of late April through October because you could be outside then. Mm -hmm. And we were the off-season event to keep the cultural park's name in front of people. Got it. Uh, well, unfortunately, the cultural park went bankrupt in 2003. Mm -hmm. um, and Sheila Jackman, uh, wonderful Sheila Jackman, was on the board at the time and said, we can't let the film festival go down with the mothership. Mm -hmm. So they formed their own 501c3, and then they brought me along um, in year 11. And so uh, I've been involved since 2004. Um, and have been at the helm since then. And, and we've expanded the festival to nine days uh, from two and a half days back then to nine days the last few years. And of course, 12 years ago, we built our beautiful Mary D. Fisher theater. And a year and a half ago, we opened the Alice Gill Sheldon theaters. So we've gotten a lot of incredible community support because of what we do and what we bring to the town. So we're very proud and we're very honored by what we've been given. I was, I was going to say, you have to be proud of that. I yeah. mean, what, what a tremendous story of growth and, 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 you, and you developing it with well, the help and, of other people, obviously. Exactly. But... And literally, it, you know, that, it's a, it sounds so cliche-ish, but um, it's li literally a phoenix rising out of the ashes. Yeah. We were bankrupt. This organization should not have been going. And this community built it back. And this board, our board, the board back then, the board now, mm -hmm. um, I've got the best board in town. I will, I will, I will challenge anyone to that. I, I was going to ask you about the, the best, about most that. wonderful yeah. working board, financially, um, committed board and everything. And, and it is really phenomenal what they, we in this community have all done together over the last, well, 20 years that I've been involved, mm -hmm. you know, but really since the beginning, this is, this is, this community loves the festival. We're very honored by that. Now, two two questions. One is probably a little bit in the weeds, but um, any anybody who would be new to this um, might feel that it's a little confusing that there is a Sedona International Film Festival, but everything that happens during the year is also oh, it's so confusing. Sedona, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, we get I'm it. not suggesting you change the name. No, no, no. <laughs> we we get that. In fact, just yesterday, someone called and said, "Can you tell me the dates of the festival next year?" I was here in October and I had a blast at your festival. We came over all the time. <laughs> We're like, the festival didn't happen in October, but they think because it's the right. Sedona Film Festival that owns the two theaters, right. That it's the Sedona Festival they're coming to. So it it is very confusing. We are trying to figure out a way to make it make more sense. Mm. Um, of course, you know, people. We we also shorten it a little bit to the. Sedona Film Festival and the Sedona Film Festival theaters. Right. But out of respect for our donors who made 
the theaters happen. Mary D. Fisher, of course, it, and right. Alice Gil Sheldon. I never want to lose the fact that we. I want to use those names, but it does very much confuse people right. uh, because they think there's. And you know, part of me kind of likes that because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. people think there's a festival happening year round, and. Well, it also kind of forces you to mention the names of the theaters. It more, does. It does. Know? It does. So you can make sure people understand that it's Mary D. Fisher right. and Alice Gold Sheldon as part of the Sedona. Film exactly. Film. Right. And adding right. to the confusion is the fact that we're in a building that doesn't remotely look like a movie theater from right. the outside. Right. Um, and and we're not allowed a movie marquee because the signage the the signage code changed a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So. The marquee out in front of Harkins is grandfathered in. We can't get a new one. So we can never have a little thing out there that says what's showing, you know, now showing. So we have to depend on people knowing and be able to find us. Um, so certainly our Movies on the Move truck has helped, which is parked out in our parking yeah, lot. Is, that, is the Movies on the Move truck kind of your version of the... That's our uh, version of a sign. It's a mobile sign, if you will. If you will. Um, and my analogy was going to be that it's like sort of the McDonald's teal arches. It is. It right. is. Exactly. <laughs> right. And it's created a lot of fun over there. But but that I, I agree with you. There is some confusion on what that is. Yeah. But And I, I often hear Lori or Reba, when they're answering the phone, taking an order, going, oh, yes, it is confusing. The Sedona Film Festival owns these theaters mm-hmm. and operates them year round. Right. So, but the and, festival itself is nine days. Of that February. is right, nine right. days, one hundred fifty films, right. um, and it's been it's been wonderful. I mean, you've you've been in the sessions that I've talked with our donors about. Sure. You know, it was it was kind of mind blowing. We we opened the second theater, and even we didn't realize the impact that was going to have on what we were able to do. We we were able to take from seven hundred programs that we do off, not counting the festival, um, throughout the year at the the original theater. Now that we have a second screen, it it bumped that doubled to fourteen hundred fourteen hundred different screenings and things and, that we have and, each year, and expe- which is significant. And exponentially uh, expanded your multitasking it did, ind- it did indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But you seem to be handling it great. Yeah. I, you know, now we, we, we joke in the office because we're like, huh, what did we do when we only had one screen? <laughs> you know, because now we have just this thing down. And we know we were busy when we had one screen. Right. But, but now it's like, huh, it's so much more exciting having two and having, you know, four different shows a day year round. Yeah. So let me ask you about the about the programming and how the programming of, of the style of films, like referring to your operation as Sedona's art theaters. Right. Um, what was the reasoning behind that, the thinking, and did that evolve uh, from, yeah, from to opening the theaters? Up? Kind of with opening the theaters and things. No, that well, with, with the type of yeah. films that you show. So when we when we were first when I first took the job mm. I had all of my friends were calling me going oh cool you got a full time job for a two and a half day festival what do you do the other 51 weeks of the year <laughs> and so I talked to the board and we decided to start uh, right uh, just a couple months after I started we started the second Tuesday cinema series okay. and we rented Harkins Theater on the second Tuesday of every month right. and we would bring an independent film in and if we could we'd fly the filmmaker in they'd come and do a Q&A it was a way to keep our image out there throughout the whole year and we started a membership program but how do you really sell a membership program for a two and a half day festival mm-hmm. you had to be doing other things where members got benefits so that's how we started it and um the first couple months i was literally this is no joke i was outside of harkins just handing people free tickets because no one knew what this was so we're like come and to the show come to the show come to the show um and all of a sudden within three or four months it kind of got legs and mm-hmm. took off and suddenly we we filled us 
medium-sized theater and we bumped up to the next size theater and then we sold that out and then we started doing two shows at four and seven and then we started doing people liked it so much we decided to do multi-week things we do a four da- four week sundance series right. or a four week foreign film series we're on, always on a tuesday and suddenly within five or six years we realized we were renting harkins 45 of the 52 tuesdays of the year mm, you know almost wow. year round and we thought huh Maybe there's an opportunity for our own theaters. So this community really drives what we program because our, we are committed to being, uh, getting back to your original question, we're yeah. committed to being an art house theater showing independent films from around the world. We are not showing the Hollywood blockbusters. Right. That is Harkins. There's a market for that. That's what and they right do. it's right across the street. We are not yeah. competitors to them. Um, it is, they, they will continue and should. All the Hollywood blockbusters, the big first run films. We are art house theaters, foreign films, all those kind of Documentaries. things. Documentaries. Documentaries, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really been wonderful to see that the community has latched on to that difference yeah. and really knows they can come over for some substantive things at our theater that are not the Hollywood usual you know, knock them down, shoot them up, you know, lots of CGI, you know, uh, visuals and things. Uh, there's some really wonderful, heartfelt films. And so uh, once we opened the theaters, we also realized we can be the hub of activity for, we can be the place where the National Theater of London can show on screen, Shakespeare productions mm-hmm. from all over the world. Ballet live live at the Met. Live at the Met, the Met Live Opera, right. sponsored by your wife. Yeah, exactly. By B. Hanks. Um, I, so, con- I contributed to that, but I told her I didn't need my I, name I was saying, it. you know, yeah, yeah. She just, <laughs> she, she, this, is, this is all about B, my friend. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Um, Who so we call the woman warrior on this show. <laughs> Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. The woman warrior, warrior, and 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 then of course it morphed into we we created the Mary D. Fisher Theater so it could transform into a place for live shows, just mm-hmm. like we were talking about with your Don McLean show, of course. So we have live music, live small theater events there. Um, it's just really become. Uh, really a mecca for different things. You know, we'll we'll try anything there. If it works, we'll keep doing it. If it doesn't, oh, we just don't do it again. You know, we have the luxury of being able to experiment a little bit. By the way, you know, as long as you brought up the live shows, a little shout out from me for your tech crew. Oh, man. Since you, you. you, since you, you know, you, you praise the the office staff. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how you're able, like when you had, when you had that group, uh, the tributaries to the Eagles show and the Linda Ronstadt show and, and the Woodstock show, um, they've got. One, two, five, or six band members with all that yeah, instrument. They barely fit on our stage. Yeah, but you made it work, and the yeah. tech crew is tremendous. And it that. sounds so. Uh, Stuart Hardy is our sound engineer. He's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Knows sound really well. Brian, as I mentioned, is our tech mm-hmm. director. And all of our tech team. What I love about tech people is nothing scares them. Mm. And probably Ryan is the same here in the studio. Um, he is. They love the challenge. They love to just troubleshoot to make sure things work and they are determined to make it the best sounding best lighting experience that anybody can we want people to walk away from the Mary D. Fisher Theater going we just experienced something phenomenal or the Alice Gill Sheldon Theater we just experienced something extraordinary and the those people are the ones that make it happen and Brian's got a team Lars Dawn Christopher that any one of them could be there that night and I'm gonna know and I'm confident there's not one bit of a difference in the quality that people are going to get. They're all so professional. And, and by the way, it's not just making it a great experience for the audience members, the comfort level that it gives to the performers. Oh, absolutely. Knowing that you have absolutely. guys you have confidence in yep. doing all this stuff if there's a problem. Like when Ryan had to fix my mic about exactly. one, minute one minute before the show we started. <laughs> and he just, it was like a Star Trek episode where Scotty, 
yeah. fixes something like right before the ship exactly. is going to blow up. Exactly right. right. It was like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's very cool. And thank you for noticing that because I'm yeah. really, I'm really proud of our team, and I can feel in every confidence whatever we have in that theater, our team will create an extraordinary yeah. experience. It's it's a, it's a fantastic yeah. group. So I, I I know I answered that question a very very long way. Did that answer no, your question that, about no, programming? No, that was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. And and uh, and actually the timing's perfect because we're right in the middle of the show, and it gives me an opportunity to do a commercial for my sponsor. Wonderful. And then we can talk. And I about love your sponsor. What's Thank going. you by the way, Sedona Referrals Club. Yeah, you so be sponsoring this show. Yeah, it's great. So the Sedona Referrals Club is a group of business owners from Sedona and the surrounding Verde Valley and Northern Arizona area that helps business owners unlock the full potential of their companies through collaboration and building relationships. Celebrating its 31st year in 2024. See, they're even older than you. They are. The Sedona Referrals Club meets every Wednesday morning from 7 a.m. to about 8.30 at the Red Rock Cafe in the village of Oak Creek. Members share information on their businesses and support each other with referrals through their many personal and professional connections. Each business category is represented by one member, and there are membership dues to join. So if you're looking to build your business and you like having a team of encouraging professionals represent you in the community, you should join the Sedona Referrals Club. To be invited to a complimentary breakfast where you can offer information about yourself and your business, and to learn if this network group, networking group is a fit, please go to Facebook and you can message myself on Facebook or the Sedona Referrals Club page on Facebook. And the only reason why I'm just giving Facebook is because I know that the Sedona Referrals Club is in the midst of revamping the website. So wow, I'd, rather, I'd rather people you know, go to the Facebook page and just message to get information. But, but you should try to be invited to the breakfast. Um, having people just walk in could get a little unwieldy in the back of the Red Rock Cafe. Exactly. So. <laughs> I've been there. I've been, to, I've been to your meetings, which are wonderful, by the way. And yeah. I strongly encourage people to take Stephen up on this offer. It's, it's, it's a wonderful group, a wonderful networking group, great way to meet people. And many of them can be found in the Sedona International Film Festival program because they all supported Stephen in his efforts and us by buying ads in the program. So we really appreciate all of you at the Sedona Referrals Club and the great work you all do in this community. Thank you. So that, so they got a little ba extra bang for their buck there on you that go. commercial time. <laughs> that, you got it. You got it. Okay, so let's talk about what's happening now at the Absolutely. festival. So first, I mentioned the film short program. Yeah. That, that's sort of like the precursor to the big kahuna right, right. Uh, of the festival itself. So tell us a little yeah, bit about what you're showing there. It's fun when this ends up timing-wise because they keep moving the Oscars around. They keep moving right. the Academy Awards night around. And, you know, this year it falls on March 10th, which is a week after our festival closes, after mm. we're done with our closing night. Um, so we, every year, it's become a tradition here in Sedona, we run the Oscar-nominated short films. As you said, live action, animation, documentaries. Right. So people have a chance to see all the 15 films, five in each category, before the Oscars. So you know, it used to be years ago, they'd get to those categories and they'd say, and now the Oscar for best nominated mm -hmm. you know, Oscar short live action, and people would kind of scratch their heads and the public never used to get to see those. Right. Well, a few years ago, uh, Shorts International picked them up uh, and through Magnolia Pictures decided, why don't we license these programs and let the world see the Oscar shorts? So on Oscar night, 
they know what the films they're talking about. That's great. And it's become yeah. very popular with us. So we're really excited and we love it. We always do it every year. Sometimes it ends up beautifully right around our festival, leading into our festival. Sometimes it ends up being the week after our festival. Mm -hmm. But we're always committed to bringing the Oscar-nominated short films, and it's very exciting. And we actually have one of the Oscar-nominated Oscar -nominated documentaries. That's a hard thing to say fast, too. <laughs> um, in the documentary category, uh, that's actually in our film festival, which is wonderful. So you'll get a chance to see him either at the film festival or before. I was going to ask you that. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, definitely, definitely come and check them out. Uh, we got a rotating schedule. We we are only kind of watch the watch the website this week because mostly they're afternoon shows. Mm -hmm. The one thing that as we lead into the film festival, the one thing that people love about volunteering for us because we have about 140 volunteers that make this festival happen is we shut down the theaters for four nights the week before the festival mm -hmm. and show private screenings to our volunteers of the, some of the festival films coming up. It's a perk for them because, you know, they're oh, working nice. the festival and they can't often see the films. So we, we pick four programs in documentary and four programs in narrative um, and a couple of shorts programs and we show them to our volunteers. So if you're looking at our schedule, if you go on SedonaFilmFestival.org and look for the Oscar Shorts festi uh, schedule, you're just going to notice that there are not any evening films scheduled this week, uh, starting tomorrow through Wednesday. They come back again on Thursday night. Uh, but that's the reason why. But we're so excited about the Oscar Shorts, and thanks for bringing that up, because it's it's so important that our community knows about them and comes out to check them out before the Oscars. Well, and it's all happening this coming week. So, yeah, and it's a know. great lead-in. Like you said, yeah. it's a great lead-in to our festival. Absolutely. We couldn't, we couldn't ask for a better ramp-up. So what's the difference between – you have documentary shorts in the festival. What's the difference between the ones that you show there and the Oscar-nominated Gotcha. Guys? Well, and uh, it's interesting. One, and thank you for asking because it's, this is a good time to give a shout-out to our screening committee. Mm. Uh, because for oh. the film festival – Wow, this is a, this is this is a months 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 long work I to bet. do this. Uh, we get fifteen hundred films right around there in for consideration for the film festival, and we have to weed them down to the hundred fifty that'll show at the festival. So really, only one out of every ten films gets selected, and we have different teams. So there's a documentary team, and they pick the doc shorts and the narrative doc or the feature length docs. Mm -hmm. And we have a shorts team that does the narrative shorts. And then we have the narrative features team that does all the dramas, comedies, those kind of things. Right. And every film has to be seen by at least three people plus mm. the heads of the committees. And it's, it's a rigorous process. You know, it's, it's, uh, it gets down to those last meetings and we're all fighting for our favorite films to keep them in the lineup. And then we have to make a group decision on which ones stay. So that's the difference is, uh, for example, with the documentary shorts, mm -hmm. the uh, the documentary shorts that we're featuring in our film festival are ones that have been submitted or scouted. Jerry and Antigone, who lead the, our doc team, go out and actively scout and look for award-winning docs from around the world and that kind of thing and put them into the mix and, and consider those too. So we get documentaries. Many of these have been submitted for consideration for the Oscars. Right, um, right. You know, they, they don't all make the cut, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, so we have a really good selection of them from around the world in all of the categories. Yeah. How, how many people do you have on these committees that, that judge the film? There's about 25. There's about eight or nine on each, seven, eight, nine on each committee. And right. then plus the heads of the committee, and so, and how do you, how do how do they get on the committee? Like, what's their background in in? Well, that's the, that's the beautiful thing is, we we don't unlike some of the festivals around the country, we don't have just film professionals on our committees. Right. We because when you come to the Sedona Film Festival, you'll you're going to notice our audience is a mix. Mm -hmm. There's retirees, there's housewives, there's lawyers, there's doctors, there's you know professional men, professional women, um, all those kind of things. It's a mixture. 
So we want our film selection committees to reflect that as well. We want, because we know that's our audience. Mm. So we have people on our film selection committee. Some have been in the industry. Most haven't mm. been. Some are retired. Some are not. Some are still working. Um, so it's a I'm sure they're all of, film, like terrific film buffs. Yeah, so they, they, would, they, yeah. They, the, the commonality of them yeah. is they love film. Right. But they all come from all different walks of life. And that's what we want. That's what we want to experience because that's what our audience is. Because mm-hmm. um, some films, as you know, play really well to industry people. Some play really well to the mix of audience members like we have. So we try to find that that wonderful sweet right. spot. Is, um, is 150 the number you always hit? Like it, not, not counting the pandemic, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, ironically, it ends up that way almost every year. Sometimes it'll be 148. Sometimes it'll be 154. Okay. That seems to be kind of the median right there. there. The, yeah. yeah um, and I think it's based really on the number of time spots we have. You know, for the festival, we show films, uh, all, all nine days, of course, at our Mary D. Fisher Theater and our Alice Gill Sheldon Theater. Then we rent the two big theaters over at Harkins, Hark, uh, one and two. And then our big events and our special events and celebrity events type things go to the Sedona Performing Arts Center. So those five venues and then the screening times during the day kind of dictate how many films we're able to show. Mm-hmm. Where that changes is the shorts programs, you know, because if shorts are a little longer this particular year, we show less of them to meet the time it, con- right. constraints. If there are a lot of short five minute, 10 minute sh- films, we put more shorts in to make up that block. So, but for some, I don't know how this magical science ends up. It's always right around 150 films mm-hmm. every single year. And what about audience numbers? Like in the best year, and maybe this will be the best year, we hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. what, what is. What would be the best year in terms of numbers and and out of that number, what's the breakdown of tourists and locals? That yeah, come? thank you for asking. We we good years, you know, right before the pandemic, we had our our just a record year. I mean, it was just phenomenal. Mm. It was around 11,500 to twelve thousand people. Wow! Over the That's course true. of the nine days. Now, some of them are local, so I'll, I'll explain that in a bit. But generally speaking, on on a good year, we hit ten thousand. And that's more than the population and of Sedona. It's huge. And yeah. the reason is we, we, we're very lucky. We bookend two different weekends. So a lot of people, a lot of people do come for the whole, if they're visitors, right, they'll right. come for the whole festival. They'll block their timeshare or whatever and come or get book their hotel the year before to make sure that they're there for the festival the next year. Mm-hmm. But we also get those that can only come in the beginning for four or five days. Then another batch that comes in for the end of the festival for right, four or five right. days. That makes and sense. All around that, we are supported by our locals. We get about four thousand to forty-five hundred locals that rigorously and religiously support us and come mm-hmm. every year. We are probably the strongest local-supported organization um, and event. We're the biggest event in Sedona. We're yeah. very proud of that and built that way because of our community. Um, so we get a lot of support from the local community, but. Adding community members and the visitors that come beginning weekend, ending weekend, and those that stay the whole time. We a good year for us is ten thousand. Wow, that's great. a phenomenal year. Is right before the pandemic, so we are eking our way back up to that. Uh, you know, again, as you know, it mm-hmm. took it took a while to get people comfortable coming back to theaters, coming back to events that have a lot of people at. Um, and we're there. I mean, last year was last year we were just on that cusp. Man, it was feeling good. And this year we're noticing our ticket sales and our pass packages sales uh, are ahead of last year projection already, know, where I, we were last year at this point. So we're feeling pretty confident this that, is going to be a good year. That's great. So yeah. so let's talk about some specific, specifics. Sure. 
So you brought up the Sedona Performing Arts Center. The reason why I wanted to jump to that is um, I'll, I'll mention just a couple of, of events that like jumped out at me when I saw the, the schedule. Sure. Um, and you can you probably have others you want to mention. Um, one one of them is is the Grease sing along. Oh man, which yeah. which um, which I thought was was really uh, really cute because. I've actually done um, a Sound of Music sing-along in New York Oh, years those are, ago. we did that in the theater. That in the theater. Did it's you? really yeah. fun. Did everybody, yeah, yeah. like, boo yeah, we, the Baroness? Oh, of course. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got the little gift bags that you hand out for the props and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We made so, the mistake of giving whistles, though, because when uh, Captain Von Trapp whistles for his kids, yeah. of course, all the adults and the kids in the audience just wanted to play with their whistles the rest of the time. So <laughs> if we ever do the Sound of Music sing-along again, the whistles will be left out of the gift bags. Now, for Greece, are you expecting people to show up in costume? We hope so. We're encouraging that. It is okay. not required by any means, right. but we're encouraging that and we want it to. Uh, Reba, our, vol- our operations manager and our volunteer coordinator, uh, actually, she has her training in about an hour. Um, she's going to have all of the volunteers, no matter where they are that day, whether it's Harkins, our theaters, or over the Performing Arts Center, all dress Greece the whole day. Because so there'll be a lot of pink want, ladies. There'll be a lot of pink, pink ladies. ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really cool. So we're super excited about it. We're we're very very fortunate that um, Jerry Hartleben, our director, one of our directors of the documentary programs, went to college, graduated at USC with Randall Kleiser, the director of Greece. Oh wow! So he put me in touch with Randall. Randall was honored and thrilled to come out, and I said, hey. We not only want it, we want it, we want to do the Grease sing along version. Are you okay with that? Because you know, as a director, mm-hmm. some might not want to be that cheesy. Yeah. He goes, No, yeah. no, I love coming to Greece. I love doing Grease sing alongs. So he's going to be there. We're encouraging the audience to come in costume. It's going to be so fun to have hundreds of people singing along uh, to Greece and all the phenomenal, iconic music that's in there. Uh, and this was Randall's first film. He had done a, a, some TV work and stuff. This was his first big film. Where do you go after the success of Greece? I mean, and he did. I mean, he has multiple, multiple films to his credit and is still a working director today. So he's coming out. We're going to have a fun time singing along, and then we're going to do a Q&A with him. And he's actually bringing a presentation he's going to do during the Q&A of behind-the-scenes photos and stories from the making of Greece. Wow. And he has some wonderful ones. And then, and this is the coolest part of the whole night. I just love this. Anyone who comes to the show. Right. We're doing, usually, you know this, Stephen, usually our, our parties at the end are, are reserved for VIP pass holders, the people who bought the big top end mm-hmm. passes, our sponsors, our filmmakers, our celebrities. This is the night that the party is open to the public, to anyone who comes to the Greece sing-along. We're going to walk you over to the cafeteria at the high school and Talakapaki is sponsoring the party afterwards that is open to all the ticket holders for Greece. Oh, wow. That's going to be great. And they're bringing in a band, the Swing Tips from Phoenix. They're going to have the place decorated in crepe paper and balloons and have all sorts of fun high school dance food. Oh, my We're gonna God. We're going to transform that thing so you're going to walk into the dance scene from Greece right after the, the <laughs> film and Q&A. And it's all put together by Talakapaki. I can't thank Wendy Lippman enough for, for sponsoring that. It's that just is, amazing. It's going to be is... amazing. I, I, do you think there's going to be a certain amount of emotion attached to this because Olivia Newton-John recently yeah, passed? Yeah, I, I really do. I think it's it's really nostalgic. You know, we just had last year at the film festival, then we brought it back a, a month ago for running the theater, the Karen Carpenter documentary. Oh, Karen right, Carpenter which Starving is for amazing. Perfection. Yeah. And they had one of the last public interviews with Olivia Newton-John in that film because she was That's dear right. friends. She was best friends with Karen Carpenter. And I then sadly, between our festival last year and our run of the 
the film this year, Suzanne Summers, who was in the film and was a dear friend of Karen right. Carpenter's, also passed away. Yeah. So that became really nostalgic for that. I imagine for Greece, with Olivia Newton-John's passing, of course, yeah. um, that it will be a little bit bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, But what a beautiful woman, what a beautiful voice, and what a talent. So we can't wait to celebrate and just have fun. um, And and tell everybody again what night that is. That's Wednesday, February 28th, 7 o'clock at the Performing Arts Center. Still tickets available? Oh, yeah. Well, what's nice is our tickets tickets go on sale to the general public Monday, this Monday. Oh, okay. So up until now, the pass holders and the ticket pack holders have been able to, you know, turn their tickets packages and passes into tickets. Now, Monday... Everything else, everything goes on sale to the general public. And we already have a really good crowd coming just from those two categories. So we're expecting it's going to be a big night. Awesome. Yeah. The other the other celebrity night, um, which I remember talking to you about because yeah. I had a little personal connection right. to this, is Lucy Arnaz. Yes, As everybody so knows, is the daughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Absolutely. Arnaz. Is doing a show at the Performing Arts Center, and which I definitely want to go see. And I... I, I I emailed you about um, possibly getting Lucy. I don't know if it can happen, yeah. but but, we, but I looked back at my... I'm still uh, trying know, for that for you, by the that way. That would be awesome. Yeah, we're just trying to figure out when we're doing her tech check at the okay. Performing Arts Center. That's determining the entire schedule. Okay. I, 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 will, I, I, don't, I won't say I'll work for you for free if you make that happen. Hey, wait, right, right. We got something this on recording. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, Thank you very are. much. Yes. You can edit the I won't say I and just put I'll work for you for free. <laughs> but so so I, I I was so when I was in Cabaret in New York and I started out I started out as a reviewer and I reviewed shows for about 4 years before I transitioned into promoting performers and right, producing right. shows. And I went, did I, did I review Lucy Ornez? I was trying to like go sure, through sure. my memory bank. So I actually had to do a Google search of my own stuff. Oh, that's funny. And I, I put Did in, you find out? Did Stephen you... Hanks and Lucy Ornez review. And sure enough, I reviewed her for BroadwayWorld.com nice. when she did a cabaret show at the Cafe Carlisle in 2014. Oh, wow. And I, and then I started, and but I didn't even remember if I gave her a positive review or not. So and I, did you? Please yes, say yes. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Otherwise, would, we'll edit that out. I quick. always tried to be fair. I mean, I've found a couple of things that you know could have, were a little yeah, funky, yeah. but it was a great show, and she's terrific personality. Yeah. Um, and she also um, did her Broadway show with Robert Klein, who's one of my favorite oh, comedians sure. right, of right. all time. They're playing our song. Oh, wow. uh, years oh, and nice. years ago. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Which she'll probably talk about in well, the show. Well, she is. She covers everything from her, you know, with the the jazz singer with Neil Diamond, and of course her. Oh, right. She was uh, in that Dirty too. Rotten Scoundrels and things yeah. on Broadway. Uh, so, and her show is called "I Got the Job: Songs from My Musical Past." That's great. So she actually touches on all of those aspects of the famous people she's gotten to work with, the shows she's been in, of course, her fam- famous parents, and does her whole musical tribute. It's it's about ninety straight minutes of incredible. Lucy Arnaz. And we were so lucky. We, uh, a, a mutual friend of our festival who's had several films in our festival and has come several times, Danny Guerrero uh, out of Palm Springs, he is connected to everyone. And, and Lucy Arnaz lives in Palm Springs. They're very, very dear personal friends. And he, he actually contacted her and said, Lucy, the Sedona Film Festival is phenomenal. I think your show would go over really well there. And the director is really a wonderful guy. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and he put us together, and she's been delightful. And her manager and her assistant have been wonderful. And it, we just lucked out. You know, sometimes, right. sometimes the yeah. stars are aligned. Mm-hmm. But two days after our festival, 
she performs at the Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix. Oh, wow. Uh, a two-night two night performance package. So we were able to loop her on to the tour um, and get and get her to perform here in Sedona before she goes down there. Did so she already it, have that booked when you? Yeah, she had her? she had it booked, and I I believe the tickets were sold out down there already. Oh wow! You know she had she had had that arranged for months. Um, I didn't even realize that. I was just reaching out to her, and I said, you know, we're flexible. You can perform any time during our sketch during our pro- during our festival. Sure, we'll sure. make it happen. And her assistant said, well, she happens to be in Phoenix. On March fifth and sixth, that's the way to do it. So, right? so we just dovetailed it on there. So it's it's really exciting. So we're yeah we're, and we're she's, thrilled. And, and her show's delightful. on March second. Her show is Saturday, March second, seven o'clock at the Performing right. Arts Center. I will be there. Good, and so it's so exciting. We've got a lot of really cool things. And so what, tell, tell us a little bit more about the celebs and what yeah. what you think the highlights are going to be. I know it's hard to pick it's, one of your it's children. It's hard to pick. Yeah. It's hard to pick one. Yeah, it's like asking yeah. your favorite yeah. child. But but it's and it's it's also hard. And I, I want to take this opportunity as well to. It's hard programming where the different shows go because we have such a difference in the theater sizes. Right. right. So we have. A 43-seat theater, which is our Alice Gilth Sheldon Theater, which is beautiful and intimate. And we have our 99-seat Mary Fisher Theater, and then 145 and 245, respectively, over at Harkins. Then, of course, the gargantuan 750-seat Performing Arts Center. So I want everyone to know that just because a film is playing in the smaller theaters doesn't make it any less of a film. Right. We just have to put them somewhere because that's what we're dealing with. And so we have some phenomenal shows in the Alice Gill Sheldon Theater that are already sold out. And in fact, most of the shows in the Alice Gill Sheldon Theater are already sold out uh, because it's 43 seats and it's nice and intimate. So don't let the, the size of the theater indicate what type of show we have. Right. Of course, all of our big shows, and by big I mean where we're expecting larger crowds, Go to the Performing Arts Center, and like Lucy Arnaz, of course, like the Grease sing-along event. Our opening day, we're really excited to welcome Wendy Malick. She's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. And she's bringing along Maxwell Caulfield, and he was such a heartthrob uh, when he was younger. Juliet Mills, Ray Abruzzo, they're, they're in a film called 7,000 Miles, and we are one of the premieres of the film. And... Wendy Malick is so excited to come to Sedona because she got married here. They eloped here a few oh, years wow, ago, brought eight of their friends, got married out on the Red Rocks, had their had their wedding dinner down Creekside at LaBerge. Uh, <laughs> her best friend and college roommate lives in Cornville, so she's making this kind of a reunion thing. And, and Wendy's here for two different films, 7,000 Miles, and she's also in a film called The Surrogate the next day at the Performing Arts Center. And then because it's our 30th anniversary, I wanted to pay tribute kind of to some, some famous friends who have come through our festival over the 30 years. And on opening night, we have a beautiful, beautiful, touching and funny film called Isle of Hope. Mm-hmm. And it stars Diane Ladd, Mary Stuart Masterson, and Andrew McCarthy. And all Great three cast. of them have been to our festival, have been honored here. Andrew McCarthy was my very first celebrity guest at my first festival in 2005. He and Ed Asner were the two celebs we brought in again at that point it was still like a two and a half day festival so it was very quick um and andrew is just a wonderful 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 human some of these will be here in person with us some will be zooming in because uh they're very busy actors but we're we're paying tribute on opening night to some people who have had a history here with our festival so we're very very excited about that that's awesome and on night number two on sunday night uh we're Really thrilled to welcome Monica Mancini. Henry Mancini, the famous, of course, mm. composer, conductor, yeah. uh, did the soundtrack of so many movies that we all know and love. He would be, if he was still alive, he'd be turning 100 in April. Mm. So we're doing a tribute, Henry Mancini at 100. And his daughter, multi-Grammy nominee Monica Mancini, and her husband, Greg Field, who's 
been won multi Grammys and uh, Emmys himself. They're coming in to do the tribute show to her father. So she's gonna. They're gonna take you behind the scenes on what her father was thinking when he wrote the music for the Pink Panther and Moon River and all those wonderful iconic songs, and take you behind the scenes of what he was thinking and what he was doing. They're gonna show clips from the film and then they're gonna perform live the music that her father made. So I was famous. just gonna ask you if there's yeah. gonna be live. So it's a really wonderful mixture That's of great. film, media, live performance. They're delightful people, and it's a wonderful, wonderful show. And then on Monday, the 26th, we're at 7 o'clock at the Performing Arts Center. We're really thrilled to be the world premiere for Chicago Live 2024. It's a two-hour concert film of the band Chicago, just filmed in its last, this last year. No one has seen this film Where yet. Where did they do this concert? The, all, they filmed at multiple locations. They had oh, to make okay. sure the boys were wearing the same outfit so it looked like one continuous concert and Sedona of course is home to Lee Lochnane the founding trumpet player of Chicago and he's been with the band all 50 plus years he lives here in Sedona he's thrilled we're premiering this film their concert that they did for us in 2016 remains the biggest event we've ever done for the film festival and so we've shown a couple of their documentaries since then and Lee is a wonderful, wonder, not only is he a talented musician, he's a wonderful human being and just a great guy. So he's going to be here to host the show, and we're going to do a Q&A with Lee and with Peter Pardini, the director of the film, uh, after the show. So, so. so I have a question to ask you about yeah. this. Does anybody really know what time it is? <laughs> exactly. 25 or 6 to 4. I'm wondering. Right. <laughs> yeah. So when is that? What night is That's that? That's Monday night, the 26th. And it's just going to rock the house. So we're yeah. very, tickets are flying out of the office already just with our ticket pack holders and our pass holders because it's just going to be, it is a rocket. Literally. I, and I mean, it sounds like a cliche. It's a rocking good time. It is in high definition. They mix, you know, Chicago Sound Studio is here in Sedona. Tim Jessup uh, mm. runs it and they right. do all of their sound mixing for all of their albums at their new things and things that they put out uh, and this film it's all mixed right here at their sound studio in Sedona so there's a really wonderful connection so that's why we're thrilled to do it on our 30th year bring back something that's been such a wonderful part of our history do you have any idea of uh, Chicago's original band is still together or you you wouldn't know that? there are there are three original band members still in the band okay. and Lee Lochnane is one of them yeah. and uh, they're just they're just phenomenal think about that I mean I over 50 years well, you know, and they, the music we grew up with. And they never with. broke up. You know, yes, they've right. gone through different, you know, different lead singers and Peter Cetera and all this kind of stuff, and the, the, you know, who replaced the original. It, all of these people, 50 some years later, the band is still together, and that's, that's unheard of. Yeah. And, and, and I hate to bring this up because it's just going to, it's going to at least age me. Right. But, and you may feel the same way, but there are so many bands from the period we grew up listening to music that are celebrating 50 years together. If right. they're still around. I mean, right. the, the solo the ones artists. that are still right. Right. Yeah, right exactly. Elton John, Billy exactly. Joel, you know, Joni Mitchell was just on the Oscars playing. I know. Wasn't that, I mean, on the Grammys, that was so nostalgic. That was yeah. so nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, I guess it keeps you young if these people still yeah. continue to play. Yeah, exactly. Right? And they you know? still got it. They still got it. And then on Thursday night of the festival, Leap Year, which is, I think, so funny and ironic and wonderful and fitting for this film because he's he's crazy and he's crazy wonderful and I love him. Robert Shields, uh, one half of the mime duo, Shields and Yarnell, right. uh, who lives here in the Verde Valley. Um, he lives in Cottonwood and um, has been around many, many, many years. We have a, a premiere of his brand new film, Robert Fiel Shields, My Life as a Robot. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be wonderful. He's going to be there in person. We are the first film festival to show the film mark bond and christina bond the, christine bond the directors have had films in our festival before and they've been working on this film for probably 10 years 
and we're the premiere of it. Tony Orlando is going to zoom in and oh, be, wow. part, be part of the Q&A. He's a dear friend of Robert's. We couldn't get him here in person because he has concert gigs the night before and the night after, and it just couldn't work to fly him in and out mm-hmm. and make sure he got to his concerts. But he loves Robert so much, and he really launched their career. He was the one that took them from the streets of San Francisco performing his mimes to his opening act in Las Vegas. And they address this in the film that he's really responsible for launching Shields and Yarnell. So we're very excited about that. And, um, and then finally... At the very end of the festival, we're giving Sedona a gift, and we're doing a free concert out at the Performing Arts Center on Sunday, March 3rd at 7 o'clock. So we're not doing any closing night films. We're having everybody come out to the Performing Arts Center for a free concert by the Waters Band, and they are from Austin, Texas, but Mm -hmm. the two leads are born and raised Sedona natives. Daniel Waters and Jenna Cunningham were born and raised here in Sedona, went to Sedona Red Rock High, graduated here, went to Austin, formed a band, and they're coming back to perform a free concert as our way of saying thank you to the community for 30 incredible years. All the tickets are free. You can get those now. We made those available right away. You're getting free tickets. It's general admission, but we got to know how many people are coming to the party. So log on to SedonaFilmFestival.org. Get your free tickets to the Waters concert right now uh, because that baby's going to be sold out and it's going to be a really phenomenal time. That's great. So on Monday, March 4th, do you start planning next year's festival? We kind of do it away. We, you know, we crash. <laughs> and you and give yourself a day or two. If you all really want to have some fun, come to the office on Monday, March 4th, because we do close the theater for a few days just so we can recover. Right. Uh, but it is pajama day in our office on oh. Monday, March 4th. So we all come in our pajamas. and So it's ch- not just Red Rock High School that has pajamas. It's pajama not just days. Red Rock High School. We okay. adults get in our pajamas. So it's very fun. That's awesome. Patrick, uh, it sounds like it's going to be well. It's 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 amazing every year, at least from my experience. And I've, this is going to be my third one. I'm sure it's going to be a tremendous event, and like it always is, you do a fantastic thank job. Thank you, thank you. Um, We're really excited about it. We're really excited to thank the community because it's because of this community and our sponsors and donors and supporters that we're here 30 years right, later. Right. And speaking of sponsors, you just gave me a great segue to give my sponsor today another shout out. Uh, The Sedona Referrals Club, which is a networking group that meets every Wednesday morning at the Red Rock Cafe in the Village of Oak Creek. As I said earlier, you can message me on Facebook. You can message me or the group has a Facebook page so you can find out more information about how you can come to a complimentary breakfast. Uh, Patrick, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you did this today and all the information you gave us. And, and I hope the people are listening, you know, I hope when you get back to the office, the ticket sales have ramped up immediately. Hope the phone's ringing off the hook. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on this new show. Thank you for the Sedona referrals club for sponsoring this. It's a great organization. You're great. We appreciate having you on the team and here. It's a mutual admiration. There you go, baby. (laughs) So once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Next week, our guest in the studio will be board members of the Sedona Referrals Club. How's that for a segue? And by the way, they, they did not get to be guests because they sponsored. I just want to make that clear. So I want to thank Ryan Thompson in the booth and all of you out there for listening. And we'll see you. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Don't know.